Alright, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16. Ephesians 5, verse 16. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Right now we're at the time of year where we think a lot about time. It's the it's the end of the year. You know, sometimes you wonder, you know, what's the big deal about you know a new year? It's just another day. I used, I worked with the Jehovah's Witness guy. I talk about him all the time, and uh, you know he used to you know he didn't celebrate New Year's. They don't celebrate anything. Uh, you know they just. Uh, and they don't have anything to celebrate, you know, with the belief that they have. But uh, I don't know, you know, he was like, it's, it's just another day, blah blah blah. But you know, one thing that's kind of nice about this time of year is it is kind of a time, you know, it's, it's a time of reflection, and you know, you just kind of look back and you think about, you know, we just you know had the testimonies and things and talked about the things that we're thankful for, and uh, you know, a lot of times we can look back on the year. And we have a lot to be thankful for, but and we didn't do this tonight, and I'm I'm glad I wouldn't recommend doing this. But if we all wanted to, we could look back on the last year, and there's a lot of stuff. We've all probably got a lot of regrets from the last year too. I'm sure um, some of you probably made a few mistakes in the last year, and I imagine some of us we probably wasted quite a bit of time in the last year, and we we could talk about a lot of those things. We don't want to. Usually you don't do that, but I think one of the biggest reasons though New Year's is such a big deal is one, in our culture people like to celebrate, you know, and so it's just another excuse to have a good time. It's another day off of work. But at the same time, I think what excites people about the New Year is it gives them this feeling of, okay, I have another fresh start. My last year stunk, but we got a new one ahead of us. And uh, we're going to... Things are going to be better this year, and it's just kind of optimistic because hey, you know, usually January first, nothing bad's happened yet. You know, it's been uh, it's been a good year so far, no, no catastrophes, nothing major, and uh, so people they kind of have this optimistic attitude. But we do we we think a lot about we think a lot about time, and in this passage we just read where it talks about redeem, it says redeeming the time, and that word uh, redeem it means to purchase or to buy up. Uh, or from the possession, from the possession or power of anyone, and then to redeem, to set free is from service or bondage. And here it means to rescue or recover our time from waste, to improve it for great and important purposes. Every one of us in here, we have, uh, you know, we're getting ready to have another. You know, if we don't die, or Lord willing, we've got a whole another year coming up. And all of us, we have the same amount of time. You know, a day. We're all going to have the same amount of days this year. And the question is, is how are we going to use that time that we have? Because time, really, when you stop and think about it, it's really one of the most valuable things there is. I guarantee if you went to the richest person in the world, if they knew that they only had a little bit of time, if they knew they didn't have much time left, they would give any amount of money to purchase more time, wouldn't they? But you and I know we can't buy time, but if people could, they would. They'd give up their entire fortunes. I'm sure they, if they had that, if they had the money, they would pay millions just to have another year. I mean, people do it all the time. They'll go through, uh, you know, people who have cancer. They'll go through chemotherapy and things, which 
uh, I've heard is not a very fun process. Why do they do that? Because they want more time. And I can understand that. They'll go and they'll have uh, they'll have surgeries and things, and they'll take these medications, and they'll spend all kinds of money on the hospital bills and on medicines and things because it's worth it. Because they want more time. Time is a very precious thing, and we and it's important that we use it and we that we redeem that time. Another way uh, to com- I guess compare redeeming. It's kind of like I guess in. Uh, more modern terms that people would understand well. Uh, for Christmas, somebody gave me an iTunes gift card. And when you have that gift card, you know there's a number on there and you can go and you can redeem those points or the money that's put on there. I have that card and it had like $25 worth of you know stuff that I can get. But for that card to be any good, for that money to be any good, I've got to redeem it. I've got to use it. If I just save this card and say, wow, you know, I'm going to keep this and save it forever. Well, it's not going to do any good. That card, there's not really much to it, is there? It's not that exciting. But when I use it, then it is something. You know, I got, you know, I got some new music that I was able to listen to and stuff that I can enjoy. I used it. And our time that we have, it's very important that we use the time that God gives us. That we do something with, uh, that we do something with it, and that we use our time wisely. And um, one of the th- and so, how do we use our time wisely, or why should we use our time wisely? Well, I've got a few reasons tonight that I want to look at, and one of them is so we can avoid the stress of being behind. Go to Proverbs chapter twenty. Verse four, so we can avoid the stress of being behind. I hate being behind on things. I, I just I can't stand it. I don't like being behind on my bills. I don't like be, being behind in my work. I like I like being ahead. It's just it feels better. It's more enjoyable. Um, you know when I when I study, I try to usually I like to get my messages for Sunday done as early in the week as possible, and I I don't like waiting until Saturday. Because you know, sometimes this brain's not always the best brain in the world, and sometimes I just draw blanks and I just can't seem to come up with anything. And if I wait until Saturday, I start getting stressed out a little bit because it's like I got to get this done, and I can't enjoy it as much. I guess because I enjoy studying, I enjoy putting messages together and things, but I don't like being behind. It's stressful. And Proverbs twenty verse four says. The sluggard. A sluggard is a lazy person. We're going to talk a lot about sluggards on Wednesdays. It's, he's mentioned a lot in the book of Proverbs. And uh, Proverbs is not real nice to the sluggard. But a sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore shall he beg and harvest and have nothing. Procrastination not only puts off doing what is important, but it also eliminates productive time for later. This slugger, the lazy person, hey, he knows he's got to get out there and plow. He knows he's got to get out there and farm if he's going to have the food that he needs to survive, the food to feed his family. He knows he's got to do the work. Okay, he understands that, but he's lazy. He's a slugger, and so you know he goes, ah, oh, man, you know it's cold out. I'm going to wait for fairer weather, and he puts it off. He doesn't take advantage of that time, and it says here that. Uh, He'll beg in the harvest and have nothing. You know, I've never had to be out on the streets. I've never had to beg. I've been out. I remember one time we were in Chicago and we had some guys approach us that were begging and stuff. 
And boy, you know, that doesn't look like a lot of fun. You know, if I had to do that, I'd be a little stressed out, I think. I think I think that would bother me quite a bit. That does not look like a way of life that I would enjoy being out on the street begging. But the Bible says a sluggard will do that. If we don't use our time wisely, we're going to just get behind in everything. And it's going to create more work for later. And uh, we've got to, we've got we've got to use our time wisely. We've got to learn to think ahead and try to get things done early. It's uh, it's something that it's it's very important that we do to help keep the stress level down in our life. Because one thing I don't know if you know this about our country, we're a very stressed out country, are we not? And think about it. In most countries today, people are just trying to figure out how they can eat. There are a lot of in a lot of countries and a lot of cultures. Their focus from day to day is on survival. In our country, we're okay in that area. All right, we're eating pretty good. Uh, you know, we've got shelter. Uh, I haven't seen around here. I haven't seen too many people living on the streets. I haven't seen too many people begging. But I see a lot of stressed out people all the time. I mean, we see people sometimes. You know, I mean, you can tell. You can tell they got money. I mean, they're driving fancy cars. They got the fancy clothes and all that. They always look stressed out. And uh, many times it's because we don't use our time well. And a lot of times it's because people, you know, they try. You know, it's more our desire not for survival, but our desire for just greedy desires that we have to get more than we need and all that. And people get stressed out, and that's just not a good way of life. You're going to age faster. You're not going to be as pleasant. And it's if we're going to keep those things down, we've got to use our time wisely. We can avoid the stress of being behind. We can also enjoy the peace of being ahead. Proverbs chapter ten verse four: He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand. That slack hand is kind of uh, like the term we use slacking off. It says, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. A diligent person, a person that works hard, that person that does more that they that they are expected to do. I mean, they put their minds to the thing. They work hard. They they do a task until it's finished. The Bible says that makes them rich. But when you slack off, when you get behind, you're going to become poor. When you work hard, when you're diligent, you're going to become rich. And you know, and listen, rich in the Bible is not just somebody who has tons and tons of money. It's not somebody who drives a Mercedes and all these things. It's really just somebody who has plenty. Who has more than what they need, and but you got to be diligent. Verse five says, "He that gathereth in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth shame." Gathereth in summer, somebody who does things ahead of time, who's almost getting ahead of the game. Gathering in the summer, usually the fall is the time for gathering. But this person, he's getting something done early, and the Bible says that's that's wisdom. There, doing things early. You know, I mean. Kids, you know, those of you that are in school, getting your homework done early. I mean, think about it. You go home, you get your homework done first, then you can enjoy your evening. No stress. You can get up in the morning and be at peace and you know, take your time getting ready to know, hey, I got I'm gonna be at school today, I've got everything done. But you know, 
A lot of times we put it off, we wait, and then all of a sudden morning comes around. We're, we're panicking. You know, we got to get up early, trying to get all, trying to get all that homework done, and you know, think, oh man, I'm gonna be late for school. I got to get this done, and you're stressed out, and you're going nuts. It's like I, I, I got to get this done, and you can't enjoy yourself as much. I've worked with guys like that that are always, always running late. Every morning was a stressful event for them because they, they barely made it to work on time and it was this crazy adventure. They were driving like a maniac and you know honking at traffic and talking about all the slow people out the road and just stressed out. It's like when I used to go to work, I, don't, I always got up real early. I hate being late. I worked at like 6 in the morning. I was always afraid I was going to sleep in or something. I'd always get up real early. And I, you know, I'd take that drive to work and one of the things that I did back then every year, I would listen through the Bible. You know, sometimes I get there before going into work. I just kind of listen to the scriptures for a while. It helped put me in a more relaxed frame of mind. I could go take my time, slowly walk into work, just relaxed, at peace. I like being that way. Then there's other people, boy, they're they're practically running in the place. Not not a good not a good way to be. He that gathereth in the summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth shame. Proverbs 13, verse 4 says, The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. A person that... I mean, listen, a sluggard, a lazy person, they want things. They want peace. They want the paycheck. They want, they want all that stuff. But they're, not, they're, just, they're just going to want it. They're not going to get it. That diligent person who goes and works, they're going to have those. They're going to have those things. And the person who learns that time spent in planning is some of the best use of time will find that much less time will be wasted. We've got to, we've got to learn to plan. We've got to plan things out. Now, don't wait to the last minute. You know, if you, if you have to put yourself on some kind of a schedule, use your time wisely. I mean, it is amazing how many people are out there that. Do almost nothing. And yet, if you ever ask them, you know, maybe help, oh, I'm, too, I'm too busy. Doing what? <laughs> I mean, kids sometimes. Uh, you know, when I would teach, they didn't get their homework done. Why didn't you get your homework done? We were busy. Busy doing what? You don't even have a job. You're 12 years old. What do you do besides sit in front of the TV at night? Sit in front of the TV. <laughs> That's not busy, but people, boy, people think they are. I mean, you know, there's there's some folks out there. I mean, just they literally can do almost nothing. I, I, I'm too busy to go to church on Sunday. I'm too busy to read my Bible. I'm too busy to do that. This. I'm too busy to do that. Listen, there are some things we shouldn't get too busy for. If you're too busy to go to church, if you, then you need to change something in your life. You're too busy to read your Bible. You need to change something in your life. And the truth is, most of us are. If we're we're real honest, we're not too busy to do all those things. It's just we are wasting so much time. It's not even funny. That's why schedules are a good thing. Planning uh, time. It's it's kind of like our money. You know, back before we followed a budget, our money just seemed to vanish. Fast, still does. But I mean, even faster back then. And we were just like, you know, where's it all going? We need to find out. We sat down one time and we we planned a budget. And man alive, you you talk about you know. I encourage everybody to do that. But let me tell you, if you're married, 
you sit down to your budget, plan on having a few uh, arguments and things. But so you need to do that way ahead of time. I mean, first, first thing, you know, I mean, plan it out because it's it's not gonna be fun. But it's like we started seeing, man, we're we're wasting a lot of money here. We're wasting a lot of money here. We could save money here. We could do this. We could do that. And after we started budgeting it and playing those things, we were able to do a lot more with what we had. And if people would do that with their time, it would be the same thing. They could go to church. They could read their Bible. I mean, if, I, mean it, I think it would be a good thing for like one week to document on paper everything we do. And you know, a lot of people would be embarrassed. If you saw, I spent 72 hours in front of the TV this week. All of a sudden, you're going to stop saying, I don't have time. We would admit... I'm wasting my time and I need to redeem that time. I need to use it. I need to, I need to start doing things ahead of time. Start getting things done early. So uh, another reason to use our time wisely. So we can form good habits that will benefit our future. Uh, how you spend your time will determine how you spend your life. Proverbs 4.24 says, uh, Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips, Put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. I'm about getting fo- get focused on something. Ponder, ponder, think about. All right, we're focusing, we're thinking about the path of thy feet. Ponder the path of thy feet. That path that it's what it's, what it's talking about here. It's, it's kind of like a daily routine. All right, I've got I've got a path that, for the most part, uh, that I take. To the church all the time that I'm that I go. I've got kind of a you know regular route that you go. Same thing in our daily lives. We all kind of have a path. We've got kind of a routine that we have. Uh, maybe you know, go to, you go to work at a certain time. Uh, you know maybe you do your grocery shopping on a certain day. Uh, whatever your kind of routine is. Those of you in school, uh, you know, you've got you've got a path that you're walking every day. You know go to school. 8.30, 3.30, whatever. I mean, you've got, you've got a routine. Okay? That's, what, that's kind of what the path is. That's your routine. So ponder the path. Think about that routine. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. If you, that routine that you have is going to determine where you end up. For example, for those of you that are in school, all right, you know, Samuel Dan, you're in high school, you're, you're a senior this year. Okay? Your path that you take needs to involve something along the lines of going to school every day, every day, Monday through Friday, getting your homework done every day, you know, uh, studying uh, however much time you need. You know, you've got your extracurricular activities and things you do. You got it all in a schedule. And if you follow that path, if you follow that daily routine and you do all those, you fulfill all those responsibilities, you know where your way, the way that you take, you know, is going to end up, it's going to end up with you walking across the stage receiving a diploma. But if you decide, I want to change my path a little bit, I'm going to not go to school every day. I'm going to go when I feel like it. I'm going to do my homework. When I feel like it, you know, I'm going to skip out on some of these extracurricular activities, and I'm I'm supposed to go to whatever. I'm going to skip out on these things. Uh, yeah, study. I'm going to cut that time down. If you take that path, the way that you're going to end up is not going to end up walking across the stage receiving a diploma. 
It's going to be you know, dropping out or flunking out or having to do it again. And so, the, you know, your routine that you had determines where you're ultimately going to end up. And people need to think about, okay, hey, uh, a lot of people, that's why a lot of times you'll see maybe a young person start hanging out with certain friends. And you see some of the things they're doing on a regular basis. You see, you start seeing patterns. You start seeing paths that you're taking. You know what? That, that friendship, that path they're on is going to lead them to jail. And it does. Because what we do on a regular basis is going to determine where we end up. And that's why it's so important every day that we use our time right, that we think about the path that we're taking in our life, that we think about our routines. And say, hey, am I accomplishing something with these? Am I using this time for God? Am I doing the things that I'm supposed to do? And you've got you've got to think about it. it. Says ponder it. And think, you know, are there, are, you know, am I able to add more things? If I add, listen, I'm all for activities and things, and I'm all for hobbies, but we got to ask ourselves, hey, wait a minute, if I get involved in this, is this going to take me away from the things of God? Am I all of a sudden not going to have the time to read my Bible anymore? Am I not going to be able to go to church anymore? You got to get your priorities right. And many people, boy, you see the path that they're taking in their life, and you think, boy, they're not thinking about where they're ultimately going to end up. Maybe they'll go and they'll take that job that's pretty much going to eliminate church completely from their schedule. Boy, not, that's not a good routine to get into. That's not a good path to take. Uh, I think you might, you might want to rethink that. And people, it's, they just, they don't put a lot of thought into their routines that they have. They're not thinking about how they're using their time. And boy, it's so important. And we've got to we've got to focus on those things. But another reason we need to use our time wisely is because simply every day that we have, it's a gift that quickly passes, and we can never use it again. You're only going to have one December thirtieth, twenty twelve. One. This is it. After after today is over, it is gone. You can't go back and use it again. It's long gone. James four fourteen says. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. You know, when you're young, you don't, it's, there's like, you almost have this feeling of immortality. Like you've got all the time in the world. Don't you? I mean, it's just, it's just kind of, the older you get, the more you start realizing, wait a minute, you know what? Time goes by pretty quick. You know, hey, man, these last you know thirty years of my life they went by pretty fast, or forty years, or however old you are, and then before you know it, you're fifty or sixty. And you're like, you you can think back, and twenty years ago seems like just yesterday. And when twenty years ago seems like yesterday, and you're sixty years old, that means tomorrow I might not even be here. In your in your mind, and all of a sudden, when you get older, you start realizing just how important that time is. And then, hey, certain points of my life are past; they're gone; they're over. I'm done with that. I can't go back and do that. I mean, before I know it, you know, my kids—they're going to be grown up. They're going to be out of the house. My time of you know raising them and training them will be over, and it's gone. 
And I don't want to look back and say, man, I wish I'd have taught him this. I wish I'd have done, I wish I spent more time with him in this area. And once that time is gone is when you realize how important it is. I mean, it's kind of like somebody when they get a large amount of money. I mean, if I was, if I was to give you, you know, $50,000, I mean, wow, that's a lot of money. Now, 50000 if you're not careful, it can go real quick, can it? But boy, while you have that, you're just like, man, you see, you know, an expense, you know, you go to that restaurant, you don't mind getting the most expensive thing in the menu. Because, hey, I got 50 grand in my wallet right now. Real fast, you go to the car dealer, and all of a sudden, you know, that $20,000 car looks a whole lot nicer than the 10000 It doesn't seem like that much. Because I got $50,000. I can handle that twenty. That's no problem. That all of a sudden, that's gone. Before you know it, all of a sudden it's gone, and then you're down to maybe ten thousand dollars, and you're like, "I've only got ten thousand. Man, if I'd have got the ten thousand dollar car back then, I'd still have twenty right now, and this isn't going to last much longer at the rate I'm spending it." And that's kind of how it is with years, you know. Right now, you know, you may think I've got fifty years ahead of me, and boy, you just you don't think about it. You don't pay any attention to it. But boy, when all of a sudden you realize, hey, I've only got maybe another ten or twenty to go, man, I wish I'd have done I wish I'd have used those other years more wisely. I wish I'd have I wish I'd have redeemed that time better. And that's it. Every day it is a gift. One author said that each week is filled with hundred and sixty eight golden hours, and once the sands of time pass through the hourglass, that golden hour can never be used. It can never be spent. And it can never be recaptured. I mean, it's it's gone. You can't you can't use it. And listen, I'm not saying that you can never do anything fun. You, did you know that it's biblical to rest? It's okay to do that. I mean, all of us we ought to be taking a day a week to just rest. We need that. There's nothing wrong with sleeping. You know, if you're sleeping 14, 16 hours a day, you might have a problem there. But you know, nothing wrong with getting some rest. Nothing wrong with relaxing. Nothing wrong with having fun, especially with your family. It's a good thing to do. Um, now, I'm not saying you got to always be working, and every moment you're not doing something, you got to read your Bible. No, you, you know, hey, it's okay to take some time to relax. That's that's okay. It's biblical, but we've got to realize these hours are precious, and we need to use them in the right way. But not only do we not know how much time that we will have, but we're also going to give it to count of how we spend our time. God's, um, God's going to hold us accountable for what we did with the time that He gave us. And more time equals more accountability. Luke chapter 12, verse 48 says, But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall much be required. And to whom men have committed much, of him will ask the more. Somebody who has been given more, God expects more for them. So, really, the longer you live, the more God expects from you. And same, and also, you think, well, you know, I didn't get saved until I was, you know, 30 or 40 years old. Well, understand, as far as God is concerned, that's when you were born again. Okay, God doesn't expect if if you if you are uh, if you're 30 and you got saved when you were 29, or, all right? God doesn't expect as much from somebody else who's 30 but got saved when they were 5 years old. 
So keep you know keep that in mind. Don't think well I got saved later in life. You know I've got you know no focus from after you got saved. That's kind of that's when things really start. That's when you had a chance, and God's going to hold you accountable for that time. It's like hey okay. I know those other years, those are in the past, they're under the blood, took care of those, but you know, since you've been saved, you know, what have you been doing for me? How have you been using your time? And the more time you have, the more that you're accountable for. And you know, I'm I tell you, you know, when I read that verse about who much is given, much is required, that one kind of scares me a little bit. Because I was blessed to grow up in a Christian home. I grew up in a pastor's home. I, I, I was able to go to, uh, to a Christian school. I mean, I got saved when I was five years old. I've been given a lot. And, you know, I can't get away with, I, I find no comfort in, well, you know, I, I'm doing more than this person. Uh, yeah, but I've been given a lot more. And I tell you, that verse scares me because I know with what I've been given that much is required from me. And boy, yeah, that one scares me a little bit. I hope I'm doing all that I'm supposed to be doing. I hope I'm redeeming the time. The Bible says redeeming the time because the days are evil. That term there, the days are the days are evil. basically what that means is hey, there's a lot of bad stuff that's gonna come up. There one thing you know, one I guess example Every one of you have a day that's coming where you're going to die. Okay, that's that's an evil day. The day that you die, a day where your time is going to end. Uh, every, I mean, every one of you, there's going to you're going to come to a point in your life where you're not as healthy as you are today. Things are going to things are going to come up in your life that are going to hinder you from doing maybe what you're able to do right now. And those days are evil. And there's a lot of things that are ahead that we don't know about. And thankfully, we don't know about them. We probably you probably don't want to know what's ahead. And so, in the meantime, while we have time, while we have the ability, we need to make sure that we're using it for the cause of Christ as a church. Hey, I'd be lying if I said. Hey, we don't ever have to worry about any hard times in this church. I guarantee you, they're going to come. Very, you know, there's going to be some battles and things. But while we're not in that, let's make sure that we redeem the time and that we're using it wisely, so we can please God. Because so once that time is gone, it's gone. It's we can't get it back. And I, I at least want to be able to say with the time that God's given me that I. Hey, I used it wisely. I accomplished something with it. I have something to show for it. Some people, when it comes, like especially in, you know, uh, with money, maybe they'll get a lot of money on an inheritance, and they go and they just blow it all, and they have nothing to show for it later. And that that can't be a good feeling, especially when you're really in a pinch and maybe you're needing something. It's like, I wish I'd used that more wisely. But hey, it's gone now. It's gone. You're not going to get it back. And we same thing applies with our time. We use our time wisely. So let's stand together. Tonight, heads bowed, eyes closed.